Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Today's readings are Exodus 25 through 27. Rabbit Trails I have to start with how thrilled and encouraged I was by all the people who took part in my challenge the other day to write out the complete Ten Commandments by hand. So many people posted pictures in the group discussion and talked about how much they learned and things they had never really realized before taking part in this challenge. If you missed out on it, check out my notes from Exodus 19.21 by clicking here. It is never too late to take part in this challenge. In fact, I encourage you to do this at least once a year, more often, as needed. Okay, so today, the Father begins giving Moses instructions for his tabernacle to be built. Just when you think the Bible can't get more exciting, it goes and does just that. Exodus 25.2, I love how this begins. From every man whose heart moves him. This is how the Father shows Moses who to gather the contributions from. We all know that these are people whose heart is seeking the Father. Therefore, they will allow him to direct their hearts. We will see that not everyone among Israel fits this description. There are always rams among the sheep, but the shepherd will prevail. So we are about to begin building the wilderness tabernacle. Now, this will be the first dwelling structure of the Father, and he has very specific instructions for its design. Over the next few days, we will read about the construction of that, and fascinating miracles will take place that often go unnoticed by many reading these passages. So I'll point them out, because the hand of Yahweh should never go unnoticed. The Ark of the Covenant We are told the measurements in cubits, and most of the time, we just read right past those because we don't relate to cubits. So I want to share with you, in our measurements, the Ark is 3.75 feet long, 2.25 feet wide and 2.25 feet high. So it's three and three quarters feet long and two and a quarter feet wide and two and a quarter feet high. I've tried to dig into the estimates of the weight of it, but without knowing the thickness of the gold, size of the cherubim, etc., we just can't arrive at anywhere close to a decent speculation on that. However, it was designed to be carried on the shoulders of at least four men. So that gives us some idea. Mercy seat? In the original text, there's no mention of a mercy seat. Instead, the word used is kapareth, which is a transliterated word from Hebrew. It is more accurately translated to cover or covering. However, Bible Hub Interlinear lists this as mercy seat as well, even though neither of the Hebrew words for mercy or seat appear in the text. I have one Bible that translates this as cover and one that adds in cover or covering in the footnotes. The actual word used is similar to what is used for the word for atonement, which is a covering for your sins. Now, this is not a hill worth dying on, just something I wanted to point out. Remember, this word used for ark is not the same word used for the structure that Noah built or the basket that baby Moses was placed in. Exodus 25, 31, the golden lampstand. Here, we see the Father give very specific instructions for a very special lampstand that is to light his dwelling place. Pay attention to these design instructions and see if you can imagine it in your mind. 
Then, mosey on over to Bible Hub and check out the interlinear to see how the original Hebrew word for this was pronounced. The good news is that it is easy for us to pronounce this one because we've likely seen them around hither and yon most of our lives, but had no idea it was something that the Father designed. The Hebrew word is menorah. And below I have the link for you to go test it and see that for yourself. This is just another one of those things that we've been taught are Jewish when we clearly read ourselves that Yahweh designed it himself. Yet, we've inherited this truth and hold to it even though it contradicts the word. Why do we do that? Because we haven't read the word of Yahweh for ourselves. This hits me with a sadness and a disappointment, along with a determination to follow his word as truth going forward. Once we know better, we do better. I cannot look at a menorah now and not pause and consider who designed it. Our Father designed this to light His personal dwelling place. Wow! There's simply no substitute for reading the Word firsthand and allowing the Father's words to have the highest authority in our lives. Why settle for someone telling you what the Word says when you can read it for yourself? You won't recognize a counterfeit if you don't know the original. We're discarding counterfeit information coming and going. Note. A menorah has seven branches. What we often see called a menorah that has nine branches is actually a Hanukkah. Our Jewish brethren use this instead because they feel the menorah is too holy and they want to respect that. Reminder, his word is the straight edge to which all else must line up, never the other way around. Test everything according to his word. If it contradicts the Father, it's got to go. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 is the reference for that. I'm grateful for each and every one of you, and it is such a joy and an honor to read through our Father's Word with this group. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.